And this is the moment my cat chooses to go through a paperback. He wants attention. Although he just ate, so I don't know what's up with him. Can you be quiet, mate? Uh, looking good. So <laughs> let's give this another try. So the International Day of Women's Rights is coming up. And he's still doing it. He's not letting me focus on what I'm trying to do here. Yeah, that's life with pets. They think it's all about them. He's the center of the world. My other one is the lot shyer. She's a scaredy cat. So she she stays in the background mostly. But this one, this ginger kitty, is a real pain sometimes. Adorable, but still annoying. His vet said he's a little drama queen. He has a lot of character. So whenever things are not going his way, he tries to get attention by knocking things off or by rummaging through everything he can find. And it's often about food, but that's not <laughs> the point right now because he just ate... And he's about to knock something off. I think, uh, no, we were lucky here. Um, Felix, can you stop it? Right. Is this happening today? How can I record when I'm being distracted by you all the time? Hmm? Little devil. He's making me forget what I even want to talk about. <laughs> International Day of Women's Rights. So it's probably not on anybody's mind just yet. Unless you work in, in the field and you prepare some action for the 8th of March. But the fact that it's not on anybody's mind just yet is one part of the problem. Yeah, there she goes again. She sees another problem in something that is well-intentioned. I get the intention, but hear me out. So we have this day to raise awareness and that's fine. We can totally have those days and they are important. I'm not going to say they're not because they mm, shift awareness on things we don't think about most of the time. However, should we limit our fight for women's rights to one day in a year. I think they matter every day of the year because so much is happening to women all through the year. So limiting the awareness to one day is not enough because women go through so many things. Just today I saw a video how period products were being distributed to uh, displaced women in Gaza. So that is one thing. Menstrual insecurity. When do we ever talk about that? Not enough, right? Or abortion bans, femicide, sexual harassment, rape. Or plain misogyny, sexism within relationships, within families or at the workplace. 
similarly to the International Day of Women's Rights, there is, for instance, Orange Week and Fall. And that is a week of activism against violence against women. But violence against women happens all the time, every day throughout the world. It's not limited to one week. So it's not like a festival. And these days give it a bit of this oh yeah now let's all talk about this and then uh, we can move on to the next thing kind of vibe so it's performative it's virtue signaling so you're like oh hey we stand with women and then <laughs> the next day or the next week it's all over we stand with the next thing so this obviously leads the way to diversity washing especially in businesses well they haven't co-opted orange day just yet but they have very much co-opted international women's day and in many cases they remove the word rights and then what they do is try to sell us product we should all be feminists on a dior t-shirt that is not considering the conditions the, the working conditions of garment workers for example or well my kitty is just meowing upstairs you may hear him i don't know what's up with him. <laughs> uh, he usually feels sleepy after eating but uh, okay let's get back to it wearing a feminist t-shirt is maybe still the best iteration of um, this performative participation in awareness raising or virtue signaling um, but then I don't know about you but I get a lot of discount codes to buy jewelry makeup clothes whatever so is women's rights well cheaper clothes or cheaper jewelry I mean for poor women, being able to buy clothes, of course, is something that matters. And it could be obnoxious to say, well, those discount codes might not matter. They could. They could for people who may need them to be able to afford certain products. And that is totally fine. It's the same with Black Friday. I mean, it's we can of course judge the intention behind black friday that is to make tons of profit but some people need it to be able to make larger purchases that they cannot make otherwise and, and that is completely fine i don't want to judge it here i just want to point out that women's rights is not about shopping like rather than giving discount codes for international women's day the main issue would be to reduce poverty instead so even if some people need discount codes to afford certain products we can justify that then of course but it's a band-aid solution what we really need to do is fight poverty right and then uh, the other thing is the flowers and, and and the roses and the chocolates and and the, the celebration of strong women. Women that are smiling despite adversity. There's this imperative of the smile. As an example, um, I see P 
people also women posting pictures uh, of them with of themselves with their mothers and grandmothers maybe also their sisters and they celebrate the strong women in their lives so here's my mom she's so strong i admire her or here's my grandma she's so strong i admire her yeah you can admire your mother your grandmother there's nothing wrong with that but again it but that is not what the international day of women's rights is about it is about advocating for women's rights it's not about celebrating your mother or your grandma or your sister and uh the worst is men sending messages with flowers saying here's to you all the strong women this is a real case your smiles make life beautiful don't forget to keep wearing your beautiful smiles despite all the hardship seriously what's wrong with you dude Because it makes you more comfortable, right? If women just keep smiling, no matter how hard life gets, just keep smiling. And what makes me really angry is when women respond, Oh, thank you. You're so kind and considerate. No, the dude is not. It's not a compliment when a guy tells you to keep smiling despite all hardships. Because that makes the word more beautiful and it makes you more beautiful. My ex-husband, for instance, when I was trying to raise something serious with him, like something that bothered me that was about my emancipation as a woman, for example, he would just say, oh, you're getting so passionate and angry. You are so much prettier when you smile. Just smile don't worry be happy you know i just added that but yeah i mean it's it's a bit the same thing like it's like be pretty and shut up and my ex also said to me that my feminism made me unattractive (laughs) so what essentially what he wanted me to do was to shut up and smile so he wouldn't be bothered with my claims at being treated like an equal i felt massively infantilized by him telling me to smile and uh, i am not alone with this it happens to women all the time it's it's respectless it's infantilizing it's silencing women because one doesn't want to deal with the discomfort of hearing about something more deep maybe I mean, in my dating history it happened a lot like some guys were really interested but then when i opened my mouth and they realized that <laughs> i was an actual person with dreams with ideologies with claims and with a certain activist nature some of them disappeared really fast uh good for them good riddance like in hindsight i'm happy of course that i didn't end up with them because it's like been a little bit of a pattern because of the way i was raised 
to get involved with these kinds of guys who wouldn't respect me as soon as I would speak up for my rights, my agency. Yeah, so this imperative of the smile is a, is a way of silencing women. And um, if you're a woman and you're into men, don't ever take it as a compliment. My ex-husband would also tell me, you're cute. Oh my God, yeah. He he would even tell me when I got, when I was upset, um, like if it was something more trivial, if it wasn't about speaking up about my rights and something more serious, if it was something lighter and I wouldn't get upset, he would say, oh, you're so cute when you're upset. <laughs> I was like, can you take me seriously, dude? I'm not a child. Don't cutify me. I don't know if that word even exists. I'm not a native English speaker, so if the word doesn't exist, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I want to use it. So he cutified me. And this cutification is another way of infantilizing, of, of silencing, of not taking a woman's claim seriously. So I have a real issue with international women's day for these three reasons because it takes away the notion of rights because it is co-opted by capitalism and because it is being turned into an alternative mother's day or valentine's day that celebrates strong women but at the same time minimizes their struggles washes over their struggles by telling them they are beautiful when they smile and they should smile despite all hardships there's another side to this that i want to touch on briefly so it is the international day of women's rights and we um we should of course fight for women's rights but something that i find disturbing is that there is this there's this assumption that women's rights means the same thing everywhere in the world. We use Eurocentric values, like the West uses Eurocentric values that they project on women all over the world, claiming that that is what all women should aim for. I recommend the book by Laila Abulukhod. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, do Muslim women need saving? So one argument that she makes is that it is a common Western assumption that liberation of women means having the right to have sex with whoever one wants. If you think that is what women's freedom is, think again have you ever asked yourself is that what every woman in the world really wants or is that a projection of western ideology and it's not necessarily only related to cultural regional differences there are people who are just not that interested in liberation through their sex life it may not matter. They may be more interested in their education. They may be more interested in having 
say in politics or they may be more interested in equity in healthcare because equity in healthcare is not a given there's a lot of medical violence a lot has been written on that um there's for example the book women and madness by phyllis chesler um but you could also read again Giorgio Agamben um who I've quoted before or Sabrina Strings on um how medical violence was perpetrated on non-white people and uh, how the assumption has been made that black people feel less pain and what implications that has So when we speak of women's rights there's so much that we may want to think of and the claims and struggles vary according to local context they vary depending on temporality they vary depending on socioeconomic status they um vary uh, based on political events on stability whether there's peace in a country or not like war for example brings a whole lot of challenges for women when they have their periods or pregnant women there has been quite a bit of reporting on that in the context of the current war in Gaza um you could also read Chandra Mohanty's book on women in war i always make a lot of reading recommendations uh, nobody can read that much i know i i can't anyway that is the other issue that i find deeply disturbing with regard to the question of women's rights because there are activities on women's rights all over the world and there is a risk that we speak for women that are not us and that we um actually push harmful narratives that make it seem like western women should dictate what non-western women want and as if patriarchy wasn't a reality in western in the western world anymore which is totally not true you can look into any statistics of violence against women it is very high in western countries as well and no it's not specifically the immigrants that are perpetrators although that is a very convenient narrative that uh the dominant societies in western countries want to believe but it's not statistically true and uh gender pay gaps are still a problem in western uh, countries and um equal access to to the labor market um equal access to healthcare all of this sexism misogyny disparaging humor like sexist humor harassment in in the workplace rape all of this is very much real in the western world so we need to come down our moral high horse we are not doing any better in some ways um but then we also have to 
consider how the monotheistic religions intersected in the Middle Ages to promote patriarchy. I highly recommend reading Islamic feminists like Laila Abu'l-Hud or Sabah Mahmoud and others, or black feminists like Angela Davis or Sadia Hartman to gain a different perspective. You may, of course, already have that perspective. I'm not assuming you are not educated on this. I'm just saying that there is a dominant narrative that has been adopted collectively. And that is a Western-centric narrative that is pushed on what it means to be emancipated as a woman, to be free as a woman. And that assumes that there is only one way that liberation of women can unfold but as Chimamanda Adikye said we need to pay attention to the danger of the single story appearances are not reality and our gaze and our expectations and our perceptions of life are not a universal truth Alright, thank you so much for listening and I hope you'll tune in for the next one.